Let's turn our mind to the opioid epidemic in Toronto alone. Did you know this, that opioid-related deaths were up nearly 300% from 137 back in 2015 to 531 in 2020? My next guest is the project manager with Toronto's Drug Checking Service, which is a pilot project underway in the city of Toronto. Welcome to the program, Haley Thompson. Hi, Alan. Thank you so much for this uh, opportunity. You know, we're always eager to share as much information as possible on the unregulated drug supply. Yeah, we, we know that uh, the toxicity of the unregulated drug supply has continued to uh, become more and more deadly. We see all kinds of things, benzos now in the drug supply. Tell me what dr- Toronto's drug checking service does, how it operates. For sure. Uh, So we are a free and anonymous public health service that collects small drug samples from people who use drugs at five of the city's uh, supervised consumption sites. Um, Once samples are collected, they're transported to either St. Michael's Hospital or the Center for Addiction and Mental Health, um, and where they're uh, analyzed to determine their composition. And then results are returned to the consumption site that collected the sample, where they're communicated to service users along with tailored advice about how to reduce harm. So that's at an individual level. And then um, we use or we aggregate all of our data uh, and publish it publicly on our website, drugchecking.cdp.org. And we do this to ensure that we're we're sharing our data in the community with real time so that people can make informed decisions about their drug use and so that uh, clinicians, policymakers and researchers can use our data to inform their work. And and what are you seeing in the drug supply right now in Toronto? Yeah, I mean, uh, as we know, the the unregulated drug supply is increasing, becoming uh, increasingly toxic, particularly the unregulated opioid supply. Um, so so we know through our data that from samples checked, only five percent of fentanyl samples, which is the primary um, drug that we check, and uh, you know the the primary opioid that people are using currently. Um, at the safe consumption site. So uh, we know that about 95% of the time, the contents of fentanyl substances didn't align with the service user's expectations. And that's different from other drugs uh, that we check. So by comparison, you know, 60% of cocaine and 83% of methamphetamine substances we check only contain those expected drugs. So obviously, a you know, pretty significant difference between 5% of fentanyl substances checked and then 60% and 83% of cocaine and methamphetamines uh, samples, so, respectively. What's in fentanyl then other than fentanyl? Yeah, so benzodiazepines is a big one. Currently, um, uh, about 65% of the fentanyl samples we check contain benzodiazepines, and about 15 to 20% of the fentanyl samples we check now contain nitazine opioids, um, which are a class of opioids that were synthesized in the 1950s, but they were never approved for market. Um, they range in potency, being anywhere as potent um, or having comparable potency to fentanyl to being 10 to 20 times stronger than fentanyl. And we regularly see nitazine opioids present alongside fentanyl and benzodiazepine related drugs. So, uh, you know, this is uh, very alarming because all of these drugs uh, have the potential to suppress vitals. So slowing down of breathing, blood pressure, heart rate, um, which would increase the risk of overdose um, or other adverse effects. And, and naloxone, which is an inhibitor um, for opioids and can save someone's lives. I, I've been on ride-alongs with EMS where you find someone who is blue and, you know, they give them the shot and, 
it brings them back. This does not work when benzos are present. Is it that is that true? Yeah, it will work. Naloxone will work to address the opioids in somebody's system, whether that be nizazine opioids or fentanyl, although there is um, you know, potential that people will need more naloxone as the amount of opioids in their system increases or the potency of those opioids increase, but it will do nothing to address the benzodiazepine-related drugs. So people will potentially be sedated for longer periods of time. And we definitely hear that from our partners at the safe consumption sites, that while people may not be in a state of opioid overdose, that they, they are sedated for extended periods of time. Why is it important that the uh, drug checking service continue after its uh, funding is scheduled to run out as a pilot project? Yeah, I mean, it's important for a number of reasons. I think uh, at an individual level, it's important that we provide this information to people who use drugs so that they can make an informed decision about their use in the absence of a regulated supply or a readily available um, regulated supply. And a service like ours is important because our data can be used to support more robust and evidence-based approaches to care. So like informing safer supply programs that meet people's needs um, and just, you know, letting the, the public uh, know just exactly how toxic the drug supply is in the hopes that we can adapt um, uh, drug policy. Uh, it's fascinating stuff. Haley, I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. That is Haley Thompson, who's project manager with Toronto's Drug Checking Service. Just absolutely amazing, you know, that that percentage of, of fentanyl that is out there is, is you know, there's not actually fentanyl at all. Um, and, you know, if, again, if you're the sort of person who's like, wow, well, maybe just don't, just don't take the drugs, I mean, that, that, that is not a, a realistic reaction uh, in terms of, it's not a realistic expectation you know, these street drugs and unregulated drugs are going to continue to be consumed. What we need to do is be able to protect people to the best of our ability and inform them to the best of their our ability about the dangers 